Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's ready three game NFL Thanksgiving main slate on DraftKings. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, data fantasy sports slates. I want to thank you guys again for the continued support on this channel. It is greatly appreciated. Currently right now, 5.77 thousand subscribers. Um, if you enjoyed the content, would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos, you know when I go live. I will be live streaming. I normally do 30 minutes for the show on slates, an hour for the main slate. Since this is a three-game slate, I'll do 45 minutes before lock on my YouTube channel going over everything. We have some entries to monitor, um, and then I'll, of course, answer all your guys' questions as well. So make sure to check the live stream a Thursday morning. Um, and also if you guys cannot watch the YouTube videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below, which is the DK DFS show. But with that all out of the way, let's jump in the video. So, uh, super, super excited to talk about, uh, Thanksgiving slate. Definitely one of my favorite slates of the year. Before we talk about the players and the prices, let's take a look at the Vegas odds. We only have two of the three games out right now. Uh, so we have Detroit and Houston currently right now, a 51 over under, Houston are two and a half point favorites. We have Washington and Dallas are 46 and a half over under. The Cowboys are two and a half point favorites. And we don't currently have the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game up right now. Um, I assume it's probably going to be on the lower end. Both defenses are pretty solid. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more, obviously, in the live stream Thursday morning. But let's kick it off here with quarterback. And at the top, we have Deshaun Watson at 7.4K. I think he's the clear quarterback play uh, on this slate. Like he stands out as the guy that has the most upside. He's in the best matchup. Uh, again, positives with Deshaun Watson. Like I said, he's he's been running the ball a lot more recently. Like not a ton, not like like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, but he's getting 38, 50, 36, and 36 yards in the ground last four games. And Detroit just cannot stop anyone. I mean, PJ Walker and Carolina moved the ball with ease against the Detroit defense. They, they definitely should have scored more. Carolina. But they threw two picks down in the red zone, so it could have been a lot uglier than it was. Um, so I think Deshaun Watson right now is the clear top play of the slate, a quarterback, uh, the guy that has the highest floor, in my opinion, as well as the highest ceiling. So really like Deshaun Watson um, at quarterback. Lamar Jackson, <sighs> I think I'm done with him, man. I think I'm done with him. He just, this Ravens offense is not the same. Uh, that, I mean, you couldn't really get a better matchup there against Tennessee, and he only puts up 17 fancy points. Just a letdown. You know, we'll talk about that in the recap uh, video when when I talk about the early look video for the main slate week 12, which I'll have up uh, probably later today as well, if you guys are in interested in that. But, um, yeah, Lamar is just, uh, he's struggling. The Ravens offense is struggling. It's just not the same as last year. Like, he's still getting rushing yards, like 65, 58, 55, 51 yards on the ground, but... Just struggling to pass the ball. 208, 170, 249, 186 yards through the air. It's just not going to get it done. And the matchup here against Pittsburgh is not great. So I think right now he's just more of a contrarian play. Like, I still think he can get you there. But, you know, based off what we're seeing this year, it's it's hard to feel really comfortable with it. Sure, the price came down a bit. But I just feel a lot more comfortable getting up to Deshaun Watson for a little bit more. So, yeah, I'm not saying Lamar's out of play. I just think right now uh, he's he's more of a contrarian play at his price. Uh, Big Ben at six six. It's just it's so surprising this Pittsburgh offense. I just I don't get it. But back to back games where they were playing with a huge lead and they just don't run the ball and it looks like this trend is just going to continue. So that game against Cincinnati, they won thirty six to ten. He threw the ball forty six times. That game against the Jags, complete control the entire game. 
he threw 46 times. So, like, look, he's going to throw 40 plus times no matter what. Like, if they're playing from behind, playing from ahead, um, you know, the matchup against Baltimore is not necessarily the best, but actually Tennessee was did put up some points. So, Big Ben, uh, you know, what is well, the positives with Big Ben is just the volume, right? You know, he's going to throw the ball a ton. You have three, you know, clear guys you can pair him with. Uh, you know, Juju status is up in there, but I, I think he'll be good to go for Thursday. So, yeah, I think Big Ben's a nice play in the mid-range um, at, at that price. Stafford at 5'8". Detroit's offense really struggled that game against Carolina. Put up a donut. Um, yeah, that is not going to get it done. Now, this is a much... I mean, Carolina wasn't like a, a terrible matchup either, but this is this is a pretty good spot here against Houston. Uh, Houston definitely one of the, the worst defenses in the league, so... You know, this is, you would assume Detroit's going to put up some points in this one. I think Stafford's fine if you need someone cheap at quarterback. Like, he would probably be the guy, you know, below 6K. If I'm going to play someone cheap, it would be Stafford. So, yeah, I think Stafford's a decent cheap option. Um, Andy Dalton, a 5-6, probably not going to go there. I mean, the offense did look decent. He threw three touchdowns, but I would probably feel a little bit more comfortable with Stafford for a little bit more. Uh, and Alex Smith at 5-4, yeah, you can give him a look as well, but I think I feel a little bit more comfortable with Stafford. So the quarterbacks, really for me, I, I think it's it's probably Deshaun Watson at the top. He's the clear guy for me. Uh, I think Big Ben in the mid-range just because of the volume alone. If you need someone cheap, it probably would be Stafford. You know, you can look to Lamar as you can try and play. Um, this will probably be the slate he just goes off because I'm finally off him. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my thoughts there on quarterbacks. So let's talk about running back. Running back's kind of ugly. On this slate, I definitely think this is shaping up to be a four wide receiver in your lineup slate, right? I don't think you're going to want to play three running backs just because, you know, depending on injuries, we might not have like three clear running backs to even play. So Zeke's at the top at 6'8. I think for volume alone, he stands out as one of the safer options. He, you know, the workload is going down a bit. They're still giving Tony Pollard or giving Tony Pollard more work. He is. Uh, where is Tony Pollard? He's at the flat men. You know, last three games, nine, seven, five carries. So they're getting him a little bit involved um, more than he was earlier in the season. But you know, the matchup against Washington is not necessarily the best, but I expect about 20 touches from, from Zeke. You know, the volume of the passing game has gone down uh, a bit. You know, with only two, two, three, and two targets. You know, early in the season, he was a guy that, you know, at times would put up double-digit targets. So I think for volume alone right now, Zeke is is one of the safer options, just because if you look at the other running backs in the slate, hard to feel comfortable with anyone getting like a ton of work. Now, DeAndre Swift, if he's available to go, he would probably be my favorite running back on the slate at this price against Houston. Um, so this is something to monitor. If he doesn't play, yeah, we got to consider AP and carry-on, unfortunately, for value. Um, neither has a ton of upside, but they're at cheap enough price points. The matchup's good that, that we can look to them for value. So right now, this is something to monitor. If Swift plays, I really like him just because, one, he's, you know, last couple games, the workload has been going up on him, 13 and 16 carries, 5 and 5 targets, and the matchup is great here against Houston's defense. So Swift is a guy that, if he does play, would probably be my favorite running back play on the slate. James Conner, I just... He's still going to play a good amount, but they're just not running the ball. Like He had a good game. He had 13 carries for 89 yards, but they got to the goal line at the one, and they vultured him with Benny Snell. And they're giving McFarlane some work, too. Like So, yeah, Benny Snell, I think he had, what, seven carries, and he vultured Connor. Unfortunate if you play Connor. McFarland is getting out there a bit, too, as well. So, 
Uh, it's, yeah, 6.2K, I guess, is in play for Connor, but, you know, it's hard to expect more than, like, 15 touches from him. If you're just looking at the last three games, and there's been good matchups, you know, good game script. The game against Cincinnati, they're playing from ahead. He had 15 touches. The game against the Jags, they're clearly playing from ahead the entire game. He had 16 touches, so... And this matchup is not necessarily the best. So I think Connor right now is just more of a contrarian play. Now, Antonio Gibson at 6K, tricky one because it's going to be a, a pretty even split. But this is how you think the game will flow. So you saw against Cincinnati, they were playing from ahead. Uh, he had 16 carries, uh, a couple targets as well. Like, you got a little bit more work when they're when they're playing from ahead. If they're playing from behind, you're, you're going to want to look to McKissick. So, and the matchup is pretty solid here. He's a really talented running back. Like, everyone... Like including myself, like they should give him more work, but they're still giving McKissick a lot of the passing down work, which does make Gibson a little riskier, just because he has someone else to fight for for targets with. So Gibson, this situation, I I think the price is pretty decent. The matchup's obviously really good, uh, but there is some risk involved because if Washington falls behind, they kind of phase him out a little bit. You know, McKissick's at five one, right? He is their passing down running back. They didn't utilize him a ton here, just because they didn't really need to against Cincinnati, right? Burrow went down, and that game was just really, really slow after that. It was unfortunate because I had McLaurin, I had Boyd, who were both uh, going off in the first half, and then when, when Burrow went in, got injured, Cincinnati couldn't move the ball at all with the back of quarterback, and Washington playing from the lead just slowed it down. So that was super tilting. But, uh, yeah, McKissick's a guy that, you know, besides last game, at 15, 14 targets in games they're playing from behind. So, this again, it's all about how you think this game flows. If you think Washington's playing from ahead, it's Gibson playing from behind, it's McKissick. Duke Johnson's at five seven. He's been somewhat chalky last couple slates. Last couple slates and has been a complete bust. Uh, five and six fancy points. He's still playing a majority of the game. The matchup's good. We still know David Johnson, so you know you can go to him. He's going to be low on just because he's burned a lot of people. Uh, he burned myself two weeks ago. I know some people saw him back to the ball their last game against New England and got burned. Um, so I think he's he's an interesting contrarian play for that reason because he's not a lot of people going to want to go back there. Uh, but yeah, right now he's just not getting it done. He's still again going to play majority of the game. He's still a guy that is good pass catching running back. Um, so not saying he's out of play. Things right now more of a contrarian option. Now with the Baltimore running backs, we this is something interesting. So let's go to Baltimore and let's take a look at Mark Ingram. He got two carries. Let's take a look at Gus Edwards, right? Because this is usually a three-headed monster. Three carries. Okay. Let's take a look at J.K. Dobbins. Fifteen carries, two catches and two targets. So he was clearly the guy last week. Now, can we expect that to continue? I don't think you can feel super confident about it. But it's good to see that Dobbins was like the clear guy last game. So at 5.5K, if I'm going to take a shot on any of these Ravens running backs, I'll just take the shot on Dobbins and hope he gets the majority of the work again. I know the matchup's not great. I know, you know, Baltimore running backs that don't get targeted a ton. So I'm not saying like Dobbins is an amazing play, but if you're going to make me pick one of those Baltimore running backs, I guess I would just go Dobbins. And then we got to talk about the Detroit running backs. This is assuming if Swift is out, then yeah. AP and Karen are in play. Now, Detroit's not going to put up a donut again. They're not. Like, AP had seven carries for 18 yards, one catch, carry on, not much better. Then you get six carries, 17 yards, two catches, and five targets. So, looking like, again, carry on is going to be the passing down, running back a bit more, AP more the early down back. So, you know, of these two, I would probably feel a little bit more comfortable with carry on just because the pass, his pass catching ability. Um, so, uh, carry on's a 4-3, AP's a 4-7. I would probably slightly prefer carry on, but both 
would be playable here if DeAndre Swift is out. And then that really wraps it up. Like CJ Procise got a couple touches last week for, for Houston, but not enough for you to, to go there. Um, again, Pollard, he'll probably get five to eight carries. I mean, he broke along one last game, but you know Zeke is still a guy that's going to get a majority of the touches in that backfield. And then, yeah, Gus Edwards, the snaps went way down for him. So that is... That's my thoughts on running back, and it's kind of an uglier position for this Thanksgiving slate. Like, I definitely think this this is a slate you're probably going to want to use for wide receivers uh, in, in your lineup. So let's talk about wide receivers now. McLaurin's at 7K. Uh, he continues to, you know, average 8, 9 targets a game. The matchup here against Dallas is, is obviously really uh, good, and he's continued to put up good uh, fantasy point outings with, with bad quarterback play. So I think Terry McLaurin's a really solid play. If you can get to him, uh, he's a guy that obviously has upside. Um, yeah, I think he's a really, really solid play at the top. I also really like Will Fuller at 6'4". That's just too cheap. We have uh, news that Cobb is probably out. Got to keep an eye on Kenny Stills as well. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of Fuller, a lot of Cooks. We'll talk about a possible value here in Kiki Cutie. Um, but, yeah, Fuller is a guy that has the big play upside. He's been targeted, uh, you know, eight times in back-to-back games. He's a guy that, that can look to in the red zone, right? He had a stretch of games where he had, like, five or six straight games with a touchdown. Uh, and, again, this matchup is is great. This is probably the game I feel the best about stacking uh, with Houston and Detroit just because both defenses really, really struggle to, to stop the, the opposition. So Fuller's a guy that I do like a good amount here. He, Him as well as Cooks are clear guys you can pair with, uh, with Deshaun Watson. Cooks is a lot cheaper. He's at 5'3", continuing to get you know a, a good amount of targets. Um, so... I like both these guys. You know, Cooks is a little bit cheaper. He'll probably be a little more popular, but I like both. I think you can even play both together if you want to uh, with Cooks and with Fuller. As far as the Pittsburgh receivers, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, and Juju mentioned I like Deontay the best last week. It was just a price point thing. He went off. Again, basically all the games he's been healthy, he has put up uh, an amazing performance. Back-to-back games over 100 yards, 11-16 targets last game. Yeah, every single game, basically, he's been healthy. He's got double-digit targets. So, he is their number one guy. He is. Uh, it's just a matter of can he stay healthy. Uh, so 6.2K is, is still a little bit underpriced. I know the matchup is, sure, not necessarily the best, but Deontay Johnson is still the guy for me at Pittsburgh. Not, even though he's he's the most expensive now, I still like him the best. Claypool's at 6-1. He just continues to score touchdowns basically every single week. Uh, definitely does... Uh, you know, boost his floor a bit for a guy that, you know, they're, they're just looking to a ton in the red zone. So, um, yeah, Claypool, I think, is, is is a fine option. Again, I do prefer Deontay just because the targets, but they're still getting Claypool a good amount of work too, right? 13, 10, and 8 targets. Perfectly fine play as well. Then Juju, something to keep an eye on. His status is up in the air, suffered toe injury, so we'll see. If he's out, you know, potential value in a guy like James Washington. Uh, if he's in, he's, you know, kind of been... Their number three guy, he's still putting up decent performances. Um, again, all three priced pretty similar. I would prefer, I would probably rank him again, Deontay, then Claypool, then Juju, so how they're priced. Galladay at 6K, got to keep an eye on his injury status. If he plays, I like him a lot here at 6K. Probably the clear run-back guy if you're kind of running like a, a Watson uh, stack with, with one of his receivers. I think the, the clear guy to run it back with is Galladay if he does play. If he misses, then, you know, probably maybe a guy like Marvin Jones Jr. or Hawkinson. 
Um, yeah, so this is just, we got to monitor the, the injury news. Galladay is a guy that we, we can expect, you know, seven to eight targets a game from. He's got big play upside. You know, the last couple games he was healthy at over 100 yards. So um, I do like Galladay, but again, got to keep an eye on the, the, the injury news there with him. As far as the Dallas receivers go, Cooper's at 5-7. I think is a fair play. Um, you know, obviously doesn't have as much upside with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Um, you know, last four games, seven, five, six, and seven targets. It's not bad, but not really something I'm prioritizing. C.D. Lamb out of the slots at 5-4. You know, again, five, seven, six targets. I think all these Dallas receivers are fine. We'll talk about Gallup for value was a little bit of a letdown last, last week. Um, I think they're decent options, but not really guys that I'm going like, to try to jam in. If you land on one of those Dallas guys, I think that is fine. Hollywood Brown at four set, or let's talk about uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Didn't want to skip over him, so he's at five five. I think that's a fair price for him. Again, Detroit really struggled offensively. I don't expect that uh, again here in this spot, especially if Galladay's out. I think Marvin Jones Jr. does like look like a pretty decent play here in the mid range. He would be their number one guy. Also, we could look to Hawkins as well as maybe a couple of value plays. But, yeah, Marvin Jones, if Galladay is out, I think does make for a pretty nice player in the mid-range. If Galladay's in, I think he's fine, but I would just prefer the extra $500 for Galladay. Hollywood Brown's a 4-7. It's nothing more than a contrarian player now. You just you, you can't trust the passing offense right now with Baltimore. Like, yeah, it's just you can't do it. So 4.7K is really cheap. He still has big play upside. If you want a contrarian stack, yeah, you can go Lamar and Hollywood Brown, but Again, it's hard to feel comfortable with it. And they got Dez actually involved. Dez Bryant a little bit more involved last week. They have a they have like four or five receivers they'll use. So mm, it just it's nothing more than a train play right now. Willie Sneeds, I'm not going there four three. Did have seven targets, but I would rather I feel more comfortable with some other value plays who we'll talk about. Now with the Detroit guys, Amendola's status is also up in the air. We'll see if he plays. If Gallaudet's out and Amendola plays, definitely somebody you can look to out of the slot. If both are out, then we can look to guys like, let's go to Detroit real quick. You know, Marvin Hall, Cephas, and Agnew. Agnew's the return guy, but he actually got, what, six targets last game. Uh, Mohamed Sanu was activated as well, but he didn't play a ton. So, yeah, do I feel oh, super comfortable with, like, a lot of these value guys besides Marvin Jones Jr.? Not really. Like, I guess I'm going to pick one would be Marvin Hall, but it's not like he's getting targeted a, a good amount either. So, yeah, the Detroit value is is not amazing. Uh, other value wide receivers, uh, let's go up a bit here. So yeah, Des Bryant's at three six. He had five targets, four catches. I mean, I think you can give him a look. Um, not someone I'm like super comfortable with. Michael Gallup's at three five. So yeah, he was a little bit of a letdown. He only had two catches and five targets, but he's still going to be out there majority of the game. I think you can still look to him for value. He still has that big play upside as well. Um, so Gallup's a fine value option. Randall Cobb out. Um, so let's go to Houston now. And we have Cobb looking he's out. We'll keep an eye on Stills. If Kenny Stills can't go either, then I think Kiki Cutie is actually a pretty solid value play. He'll play out of the slot. He came in. He had two catches and four targets. He'll play the Randall Cobb role. And at 3.4K, like that's that's a decent, decent enough price for him. So... And we know Houston likes running through wide receiver sets a lot. Like Randall Cobb was a guy that would play 60 to 70% of the snaps. So I think Kiki Cutie would, would definitely be a viable value option if both Cobb and Stills are out. If Stills plays, um, I would assume he would probably be the number three guy. So, yeah, if he's good to go, you can definitely go to Stills. And I don't think Cobb will play. So that'll be something to monitor, but definitely some, some potential value here for Houston uh, with their number three wide receiver.
Uh, other value options, like then we kind of get to the Washington guys with like Cam Sims, you have Steven Sims Jr., you have Dontrell Inman status up in the air. I don't really feel great about any of them, to be honest. Um, like Cam Sims last game had two catches and two targets. Steven Sims had three catches and three targets. Uh, Inman's been out for a bit, but he was their number two guy for, for a while. So if he plays and you can give a look, but again, don't deal with the hamstring injuries. That's concerning. So, I mean, yeah, they have what Isaiah Wright too. I just, besides McLaurin, uh, at least for wide receiver, it's hard to feel comfortable with any of these Washington guys. So, um, I think that really about wraps up for, for wide receiver. Let me see if there's anyone else I wanted to mention. Um, I think that's, that's it. Like Baltimore, yeah, they'll still give Boykin some snaps. They'll still give Devin Duvernay some snaps. If you want to take a dart throw, we'll, oh, James Washington. That's the last guy I'll mention here at 3K. Uh, if Juju Smith is out, I would assume he would be the number three guy. Um, he would be potential value at mid price on someone that would look like a pretty decent option if Juju Smith-Schuster's out. So, again, another situation we'll have to monitor there. Uh, but let's move on to tight end. So, mentioned, you know, Mark Andrews is the only guy I would pair with Lamar Jackson last week, and he was the only guy that really got there, right? He had five catches and seven targets, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Once again, if you're playing Lamar, the only guy I would probably pair him with is Mark Andrews. Like, you want to take a dart throw on Hollywood Brown, sure, or Des Bryant, but... I just don't really feel super comfortable with, with the Baltimore passing attack. The only guy I think I would look to is Mark Andrews, um, who's had you know getting a good amount of targets, a guy to look to in the red zone. So I think he's a fine play uh, at 5-2. Hawkinson at 4-7, I like a good amount, especially if Galladay's out. If Galladay's out, you know, it's going to be a lot of Hawkinson, a lot of Marvin Jones Jr. Um, 4.7K, I think, is a fair price. I don't think he's going to be like super, super popular, but he would be like a bring back if you're going to like a Houston stack and want to bring him back with someone. Uh, Hawkinson's definitely a guy you can look to. Three of the last four games, 10, 8, and 7 targets. Um, so, yeah, I do like Hawkinson a decent amount there in the mid-range. Eric Ebron's at 4-1. I think it's an okay option. I would probably prefer Hawkinson, though, for a little bit more. Uh, as far as, you know, there's a couple other cheap options we can look to for tight end, like Dalton Schultz at 3-8. You know, targets have been pretty consistent for him. 8, 7, and 6 targets. 3.8K. Yeah, I think he's a fine option. Right. Uh, I also think Logan Thomas is still fine, even though he busted last game. Just because, you know, again, Washington, that game just was super disappointing once Burrow got injured. Like, nothing else happened throughout that game. So, um, Logan Thomas, he's going to play. He played, like, what, 90% of the offensive snaps. Like, the previous game played 100%. He's still running a good amount of routes, and the matchup's good. So, you know, besides, you know, Terry McLaurin, he would probably be the next guy I would look to if I'm targeting a pass catcher here for Washington. And then, you know, if you want to take a shot in one of these Houston tight ends, you can, but they will utilize two. Like, Akins has been, uh, you know, he was decent last week. He had five catches and six targets. But, again, they still have Darren Fells as well. So, hard to feel super comfortable with those guys. Again, you can you can go there, but you're not going to feel amazing about it. And then, finally, with defense, you know, it's a tricky one. I don't really want to play the Lions or the Texans defense. I feel like... That's the game that's going to have the most points scored. Um, do I really want to play the Cowboys defense? Not really. And I usually like spending down a defense, so it's a tricky one. Like, maybe Washington's defense. I don't know. This will be a situation where defense is such a high-variance position that I think just go with what works for your lineup. Like, if you have enough salary left over, then, yeah, get to Pittsburgh. Uh, but really, I don't think there's a standout play defense with, with their prices. So, 
it's a situation where, like, if I have 2.7K remaining, like, I'm just going to throw the Texans defense in there and just hope they don't kill me. So that's kind of how I feel about defense, at least right now. Uh, we'll talk about it more in live stream as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's really it for the video today, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you know when to upload videos and know when to go live again. 45 minutes before lock on Thanksgiving. Make sure to check out the live stream, guys. Super, super excited about this three-game slate. Um, but, yeah, thanks again. I hope you guys have a good day. Again, early look video for week 12 will be up probably later today as well uh, for Sunday slate. Um, so thanks again, guys, and I will see you all later.